All right, so Wayne, tell us about Swedesboro. You know, five years ago, what was the layout so that people know the geography? Yeah, so, well, Swedesboro, so southern Gloucester County, northern Salem County is kind of connected. Um, Swedesboro is is more the, is, is the area in Gloucester County. Swedesboro has been one of the fastest, Swedesboro Woolwich has been one of the fastest growing communities for over a decade. To, okay. to, and and for, in some years, it's been the fastest growing community in the country. Mm. Um, so more people coming here. Um, and it's... Listen, it, it's a great quality of life in this area. And right? it's a small so, town. It's a, it's a Swedesboro small is a very small town. Now, Swedesboro and Woolwich are kind of one of the, the donuts in New Jersey, right? Mm. So it's the, the communities that were kind of the rural communities that were the, and, and then the towns sprouted up in the middle. Yep. And so the towns developed their own police force, their own infrastructure and, and rules and regulations separated off from more, the more rural communities. Swedesboro Woolwich has largely become, you know, had to work together because <clears throat> there's been so many people moving into the area that it's just been exploding, uh, you know, with, with population-wise. So okay, and there's a huge amount of warehouses on 322. Yeah, and that and that's the zone. It's zoned for those that's warehouses. Right. But yeah. now you're not against that, right? You're not that's against right. the warehouse. Tell us a little. Yeah, about that. yeah. So, so the warehouse stuff is actually really fascinating. I think that there's. I think that the the economy in general is finally leaning in favor of Southern New Jersey, the Garden Belt of the Garden State, um, where we've got a lot of this wide open land, um, and there's been a lot of things coming together. That have been, I mean, there was a lot of structural improvement that needed to be made along the 322 corridor in terms of drainage and and pipes and utilities and so right, forth right. being put underground, all that kind of stuff. So that takes. A long time to develop, right? And so the state, you know, pe people smarter than me, people, you know, elected officials and appointed officials have been working on that for mm -hmm. years and years and years. And so, and then that combined with an economy that's now leaning towards uh, not just big box retailers, but hey, we'll plant a warehouse and then deliver the stuff straight to your door. Um, and virtually every major, you know, retailer is developing some form of deliver at home model. And so all of that is really leaning in favor of, Hey, we've got this 322 corridor. We also have South of here, the route 40 corridor that runs East West across the state as well. And that's getting developed uh, rapidly. Um, so that I see this as really a, a great thing for the for the region, economically speaking, because we've got these great uh, state highway thoroughfares where we can build and and hey, there, listen, there's master plans in place. So the people spoke, they elected officials. The elected officials worked with experts, engineers, and you know, architects and so forth to develop a master plan for zoning, for where to put the big commercial uh, investments and development, where to leave the houses, where to put open space, those kinds of things. And so where, you know, a guy like me and, and, and the 250 of my friends that showed up at that meeting end up in opposition to this is, is when a, a, an out-of-town developer comes into town. And either puts a property under contract or just outright buys a property, as is the case in our situation, yep, yep. and says, I'm going to put 2 million square feet of warehouse space. Your master plan be damned. Smack dab in the right. middle of and, a, and, a and out in the middle of where it's literally a two-lane road that's got over, you know, you've got overpasses over the turnpike that have got stop signs on one side and jack, dog leg turns on the other. And the infrastructure to get in and out of there, 
And then, listen, I'm a business guy. I, I, I spend a lot of my time just working with business owners, talking about the business structure, opportunities, challenges, ways to improve the business structure, improve scale or business, those kinds of things. And, you know, you're talking about situating 2 million square feet of warehouse space, like three to five miles from any state highway. Now, this is right under the overpass. Is that where that cornfield is? Is that? Yeah. So there, there's, if, you, if you're looking at, uh, so you've got Woodstown, Auburn Road that comes out of Woodstown towards Auburn. Yep. Right before you get to Auburn, there's an overpass over the turnpike. Yeah. Right. And there, right by, after the Swedesboro Diner as you're going away towards. Yeah. So, well, so if you're coming out of Swedesboro South, you're yeah. going to end up at, uh, at, at Seven Stars. Yeah. Right. So you're talking about, so we're talking about, so if you go to Seven Stars South out of Swedesboro mm-hmm. um, and then make a right, and then right before you get to the overpass on the turnpike, and, and the proposal here is left and right sides of the road, both sides okay. of the road, 2 million square feet of warehouse space. Wow. That's a lot. So, you know, right. And, and it's not just, it, it's not just that there's, um, I mean, there's just no good way to get that many trucks on and off of those roads around those corners. Um, and God forbid we talk about, we start talking about Auburn itself, which has uh, legacy issues in terms of their water and sewer pipes. Mm, right. When they have already been told that with the amount of truck traffic that's going on, <clears throat> it's shortening lifespan and they're going to have to make massive seven-figure investments in replacing their infrastructure. Now, how many homes are around that area that we're talking about? Well, in in Auburn, I mean, the, the entire township of Auburn might be, I don't know, 50 to 75 homes. Okay. Um, but then you've got uh, the Laurel Hills, the woods at Laurel Hills, which is where I live, um, Two Penny Run um, development. Um, and then if, when you go down... Um, Forgive me, I'm for, I'm blanking on the name of the road. I think it's Sharp T- Town Auburn Road, okay. um, where Auburn Vineyards is on. Mm-hmm. Um, that property, that that stretch of ground would be a, a a line of sight for all of these trucks to be getting to Route 40. And so now you've got all farmland. You've got you know some of that's grazing cattle grazing la- ground. Part of that's vineyards. Part of that's um, farmed land. Now the so, roads are okay. not built for these. <clears throat> trucks i mean i mean no. they're supposed to have a certain weight otherwise yep. the roads will crack right i mean correct not- well yeah and and that's and that conversation about who bears the weight and the cost of that infrastructure <clears throat> even if the developer comes in and adds a a, a a a turn lane or something like that um who's bearing the responsibility and the cost of all of the upgrade on these roads because these are not state highways we've been in touch with the state the state dot um because frankly the property owner well he was the, the developer once he got kind of pushed out early this year or late last year in the, in the meeting uh, where they rescheduled it, <clears throat> he withdrew his proposal. Then he went and bought the land. So he doubled down on it. He's not just under contract. He went and our understanding is he went and bought the land and has told the community, the, the township that he's coming back. And when he comes back, he'll have the state behind him and he, and we're not going to be able to stop him. So, uh, I mean, okay, let's, let's go back from the beginning. So you have a farmland. Mm-hmm. And the farmland, the farmer puts it up for sale. Right. Uh, and so then this developer buys the farmland. <clears throat> yep. And then the, the developer says, okay, I'm gonna, we're going to build a warehouse here. Yep. And then when did you get the news that they were going to build that? Or how did you find out about that? Well, we found, we got the 10 day notice. So uh, any, anyone within who has owns property within 200 feet of the edges of that property has to get a notice. 
Um, and so a number of the folks in our neighborhood got that notice. What was your initial and reaction when you saw that notice? When I heard, when I saw the notice, I was ticked mm -hmm. um, because the bottom line is the two parcels of ground that we're talking about, one is zoned residential for residential development, so build houses. The other is zoned agricultural. So plow it, farm it, you know, have have uh, have cattle feed on it, you know. So I mean, that's the zoning for this stuff. So two million square feet of warehouse space and blacktop from here to Timbuktu, and hundreds of trucks a day coming and going, and the ancillary water runoff issues, pollution issues, noise pollution issues, right, right. quality of life issues, property value issues. I mean. The, we can keep going, yep, yep. Um, but then where you really, and all of those things, a lot of those things are kind of like touchy feely, like quality mm -hmm. of life and things like that. My big one, you know, my big one is people's safety, number one. And number two, the cost to the taxpayer. So, yep. you know, the, the, the people's safety, there, there are intersections here that you can't reasonably turn 18 wheelers on a regular basis and expect there not to be accidents. Accidents. Now, once you, how did you guys regroup? I mean, how did you guys get yeah. all your residents together and say, listen, we're not going to take this? Well, th this, this was the epitome and continues to be the epitome of grassroots. Mm -hmm. So listen, I'm unskilled labor here. Yep. I'm, I'm, I, I, I am not some kind of community organizer that has any training in this or anything else. This, I am just, you know, one blue collar guy who's, who's stepped up and said, Hey, I can, I can help put together a couple of things. We can print some stuff off at my office. I can, uh, you know, help design a, a, a yard sign that we can get some, uh, some yard signs printed up and that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, this, we have had dozens and dozens of people, um, activated to do, and whether that's printing things or whether that's putting out signs or whether that's handing out flyers or contributing to a GoFundMe page. Or, so we've had, you know, probably hundreds of people participate in that at this point. And then, you know, when it came time for that, that meeting back in late last, last year, um, we had hundreds of people show up all within a 10 day notice. So now you showed up at the meeting and yep. what happens at the meeting? So at the meeting, they, they, the, um, the township had to shut it down because you had COVID protocols in place. We completely maxed out the meeting space. There's 150 people outside. They couldn't get into the building. And um, this is something, this is a recurring thing that we talk about that citizens have the right to be heard. So, I mean, obviously so, the residents were upset because you have 150 yeah. people show up. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we had a hundred people in the building, 150 people outside well, the building couldn't so get in. Nobody so. wants this warehouse. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, this was, this was grassroots, the people speaking loud and strong. Um, and in these the situations, what we want to make sure we do is we want to, we want to protect the integrity of the process. Um, and we wanted to protect the, um, we want to protect the integrity of, uh, our elected officials. Okay. So, um, the folks who operate on the planning board and zoning board are the people who ultimately have to make these decisions. And there are very clear laws and regulations on them as to when they're allowed to voice an opinion, when they're allowed to ask questions, when they're allowed to ha ask, uh, you know, have conversations about these kinds of developments. Yep. Um, because here's what ultimately happens in a high percentage of these cases. 
if they do what they have, what they are empowered to do, and they say, hey, no, you can't build this project. It's not part of our master plan. It's not consistent with the lifestyle of our community. It's not consistent with our zoning. You know, you, there's, you, can't, you can't take this very oddballed shape and squeeze it into our round hole of our regulations and our, and our township plan. Yeah. When that happens a high percentage of the time, the developer goes out and sues the township okay. or sues those township committees. And so um, we want to protect the integrity of this process and say, um, because there's some things that we know. When 250 people show up in opposition, every single one of those citizens has the legal right to be heard at that meeting. Oh, wow. So everybody has the right to speak. At it's meeting. going to be a long ass meeting. Yep. Okay. And so um, we want to make sure that every single person who legally has the right to be heard is on the record because that record becomes part of the case when it goes to court. Okay. And so when you have one developer show up with his thick stack of, you know, environmental impact studies and, you know, and, and, and how it's going to financially impact and benefit the community and all that kind of stuff. And then you have 500 residents testimony on the record show up and it's, and, and the, then that gives the judge the opportunity to say, okay, this is an out of town situation, but the community that has to actually live with this development doesn't want this. Now was a developer there at the meeting? Did you see him or did you guys talk to him at all? Or? I did not talk to him. A couple other folks uh, I, I, I um, have been in communication with, have talked to him okay. um, and had, had uh, and I think that there was um it was a couple of comments that came from his attorney that were like, uh, you guys have got so much land down here. What's the problem? And, <laughs> and that kind of thing. And, and hey, you know, we're blessed to have that land and we're all for productive development of that land. We just don't want you in our suburbs. <laughs> consistent with our master plan, yeah. right? We've got state highways. We've got, you know, we've got a lot of plan of zone, properly zoned, properly pre-planned uh, areas mm-hmm. of Woolwich, Swedesboro, and um, Piles Grove and Salem County that where you can go build these warehouses to your heart's con- content. And we'll welcome you there. And we're happy to have you. Um, but when you go, you know, we just say, hey, I'm going to take this ink blot and go out in the middle of a farmer's field and drop 2 million square feet. We got a problem with that. Now, have you, you know, I'm sure the viewers are going to ask, how come you guys just don't buy the property, raise the money? No, that's the a good question. So that conversation is, is ongoing. So there are actually a number of organizations that are doing some research and seeing if there's an opportunity here to, um, to, to buy this property and preserve it. Um, now, our understanding is the developer paid somewhere around $1.7 million for it. Um, some off the record conversations seem to indicate that his number is somewhere in the 2.2 million to, to, to walk away. Okay. Um, so if you double the money that he paid for, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, in, in all fairness, I don't think it's an unreasonable number because 1.7 is a little high for farmland. Um, so he wasn't, he wasn't paying full freight developable development rates, uh, on this stuff, but he, he got a pretty good deal on the land, mm-hmm. but he's also, I mean, let's face it. He's got, he's got engineering fees. He's got legal fees. He's got his time and attention in this. So for him to have to, you know, cover a few hundred thousand of that and walk away with some kind of a profit, I don't think 2.2 is an unreasonable number. 
I personally don't have 2.2 million laying around a spare change. <laughs> um, but if any of your viewers do, and hey, you want to yep, donate so, to Wayne. So, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, we would, we would for sure set up an organization to, to do that. I personally am not a huge fan of taking taxpayer money and uh, for preservation purposes. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it just because it, it, it feels like it gives it's one more area of government reaching into people's lives. And I tend to be, right, right. you know, libertarian at heart, if you want to call it that. Um, but, you know, my, my so I'm not a big fan of that. But circumstances make for interesting bedfellows. So we're having conversations with organizations who will take taxpayer money and government funds and compile them through grants and that kind of stuff to potentially buy this property and preserve it. Yeah. Now I, I read so. something in the newspaper the other day about a girl who had the same issue with uh, that you were having Yeah, and they were trying to develop near the mall. I guess I believe it's up uh, near Princeton area. Okay. And they actually ended up suing yeah. Uh, yeah. the developer. Right uh, to prevent that. I mean, is that a possibility? Are you are you looking into that option? Is yeah. So we're in discussion with our attorney. We're trust. We're trying to trust the process. Um, you know, we're we're trying to trust that. Hey, listen, citizens' voices still matter in America and in South Jersey, and you know, and and, and when the citizens rise up and get legal representation to represent them in due process through the, in front of the zoning board, in front of the planning board, that kind of thing, that we'll get what we need to do, what we need out of this in terms of an outcome. But um, unfortunately, because um, that we, we do live in a litigious society, we have to leave on the table the right to sue the developer directly. Um, and if, the planning board were, or to in the zoning board were to um, approve the project, we have to put at least the threat on the table on the other side to say, look, right. if you guys deny it, he's going to sue you. But if you approve it, we're going to sue you. Right, right. And so, you know, and, and you have to live with us. Like he's looking for a lottery ticket, right? Okay. He wants to, he wants to flip this thing for a bunch of money and go on to his next project. We're going to be here for the next 50 years and our kids still live here. I'm sure he's eventually so. going to get tired of you guys fighting with him. <laughs> I mean, uh, and so there is currently a warehouse there, right? There's another warehouse that I've seen right over the overpass on the left-hand side where the road turns. Um, not at this area. Yeah, not okay. so, so, so it's a different area. Yeah, that's, that's got to be a different intersection because this is this is God's country out here, man. This okay, is, so this is nothing just, uh, basically yeah. out there. There's nothing, there's no big, nothing other than houses for my, and, and, and a couple of farm sh sheds right, right. for miles in every direction. Now, so. I talked to somebody from the um, uh, planning uh, zoning board in Woolwich. Okay. And, and inadvertently, he was saying how it's eventually going to happen, that these farmlands are going to be sold eventually. Sure. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. And uh, why people are complaining, you know, about, Selling, having the farmland being sold and yeah. building warehouses because it reduces taxes is one of the one of the things he was yeah. saying. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So well, development, commercial development, does help mitigate property taxes. And property taxes, obviously, we all know in New Jersey are like the most extreme in in right. of any area of the, of the country. So um, it's it is a big deal. Um, the the our issue and our issue is not with commercial development. Our issue is not with warehouses. Our issue is follow the master plan. Now, I, I, I live in Salem County. Salem County has a master plan. Piles Grove Township has a master plan. I'm not as familiar with Woolwich and Swedesboro, 
you guys seem to be throwing up row houses around here. Right. And uh, or, I'm sorry, townhouses, townhouses around here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so see, when, in, <laughs> in the country, we call them row houses. Yep, yep, yep. So, so, and a few miles south of here is God's country. Yep, so, exactly. Um, but uh, you guys seem to be throwing up an awful lot of townhouses and, and trying to compact a lot of people really close. Um, and that's, that's on the elected leaders and officials right. here. That, that, that's, that's, that's on you guys. Yeah. Um, now, we do think that the eventual development of the state highway thoroughfares, the 322 corridor, the 40 corridor, we think that happens. And we think that's great for the community. We think it's great for the economy down here. We think it helps with taxes. Yeah. Um, th those would, you know, we're, we're absolutely in agreement with all of that. Um, but you have to, I mean, th these, these rural roads are not built for the heavy traffic. Right. And the state doesn't pay to repair them. Because they're county roads or they're local roads. And so when you say it helps with the tax base, that's all fine and good until you got to go spend, drop a few million bucks repairing the roads that the 18-wheelers tore up. Not only repairing the roads, I went through Salem last night. It is dark. Yeah. You cannot see a single thing out there. Right. So there's no streetlights. No. You know, I, if, for those who have never been through the country, yep. if you don't have a GPS, you are <laughs> basically screwed. Yeah. And you have no lights and either right. side is farmland. Right. And it's complete darkness. And you might want to take a couple screenshots on your phone because you might not have a phone signal a couple of exactly. spots. Exactly. So. And so that's kind of scary having these trucks travel through that area. If right. something gets stuck, you're talking about a massive backup, yeah. first of all. Well, and, and if you drive that road, that, that Woodstown-Auburn Road, um, onto, I think it's Sharptown-Auburn Road. Right. So Sharptown-Auburn Road, it doesn't come in at a 90-degree angle. It comes in at kind of a cockeyed angle. Okay. If you think about a truck trying to make that more than 90-degree turn, right, right at the base of an overpass from the turnpike where people are just kind of, they, they came to a stop sign, now they're accelerating up over the turnpike, and down that turnoff is right at the base of that right right there's already accidents at that stop sign all the time there's already accidents at that intersection all the time you start taking a couple of 118 wheelers a day and turning them on a more than 90 degree turn you're gonna have people running under, underneath the tractor trailers and my question for the developer is are you ready to insure or escrow money for the lawsuits that are inevitably going to occur right right and I have a more fundamental question for the developer. Again, I'm a business model guy. You're dropping these, these things miles from every state highway. Have you thought about the green, you know, like going green in any way, shape, or form? Because you're going to burn millions of gallons of excess diesel just getting these trucks to and from the state highways they need to drive Because it's not close to any of them. It's not close. It's not close. Unlike the 322 so, warehouses where right, 295 right. is right there. To and go. the Route 40 the route, warehouses. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got miles of road between before you get the Route 40, 295, the Turnpike, 130. I mean, you know, before you got miles before you get to any major state highway right, that right. is built for this stuff. Um, and, you're, and you're burning fuel getting those loads to the warehouse and then back to the state highway. And it's all excess fuel waste. It's all, Not yeah. only that, imagine the traffic for the, the residents there. If yeah. the trucks are backed up. Sure. I mean, getting to and from yeah. one place to another, you're yeah. talking about hours, maybe. Right. So. Well, and yeah. And, and understand, down in God's country in, in Salem County, 
um, you know, a traffic jam is usually when, you know, usually happens either plant during planting season or harvest season where you're, you're right. backed up behind a tractor for 10 minutes. Right, right. Right. So that's usually the biggest traffic jams we see down here, down in our neck of the woods. Okay. So, so what's going on now? What's how, what's the development? Give us an update on yeah. what's going on now. So we're, we're in a quiet season right now. Um, other than the fact that developer has been thrown his weight around and, 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 uh, you know, bragging that he's coming back with a plan and we won't stop, be able to stop him and that kind of thing, which you can imagine how that goes over with a bunch of country bumpkins. When you tell us we can't do something, we won't be able to stop them. You know, I mean, it kind of gets the hair on the back of our neck and, you know, there's a little stiffness in our right. spine. Right. So, it's, um, so that can, that's, that kind of, you know, is, is his, uh, his acting like that is actually helpful for us because I think it, it rallies people to our cause. All right. Yeah. So, um, but we're in a quiet period in terms of anything that's public um, because he's in his woodshed, putting together his plan. What we're going to have is we're literally going to have another 10 day warning where the people who are within 200 feet have to get a notification 10 days prior to a meeting. Um, And so at that point we'll know, Hey, it's back on the docket. We got to activate. So what we're just trying to do is to keep attention on this and not, not that this needs to consume every minute of our days, but we need to have some of those signs out. We need it to be at least on the periphery of people's attention because on a 10, within a 10 day notice at some point here, this guy's going to come back and we're going to have to activate pretty quickly. And I see a lot of those so, signs at the people's home. So yeah, a lot of people are supporting. Yeah. We've, we've uh, blessedly been able to pass out a few hundred of them and, uh, um, and, and some areas are, I mean, that, that, that I, I enjoy driving down that, uh, sharp town, town, Auburn road, because there's a lot of folks on that road that are like, you know, got, they've got all their signs up on oh, right, le- right, left right. and right side of the road. So, um, they're doing a great job, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, we've got to keep attention on it. Um, just so it's, it's, it's not top of mind, but it's on our minds because this guy's not going away. Now, have you had any opposition? Have people saying, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Or harassing calls? We haven't had any harassing calls. We've had, you know, there's always a couple of naysayers. There's always, I mean, there's always internet trolls, right? So, um, Hey, this is going to create jobs. Hey, this is going to help with the tax base, you know, those kinds of things. And those things are true. Our plan, our, our thought process is purely, Hey, we elected people to make a master plan. Those people hired and spent a lot of taxpayer money to develop that master plan. Just follow the plan, right? Just stick with the plan. You know, the, the plan it provides lots and lots of space for projects just like this to be developed. The fact that this guy was able to get, you know, 156 acres, I think it is, for uh, for 1.7 million, which breaks down to about 13,000 an acre. Which is cheap. You know, it, that's, that's cheap land. The fact that he's trying to turn that and and get this project and this development approved so that he can flip it and sell it to somebody else for 50, 75, 100,000 an acre and get his lottery ticket out of this, that ain't our problem. Right, right. Right? So, you know, I, I go find your lottery ticket somewhere else. Go, you know. Yeah, and, what, and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. What what does a developing board think? I mean, what, you know, obviously they're in your neighborhoods. <clears throat> There are people that you live with or you see yeah, on so a daily basis. In terms of protecting the process, I mean, we we actively ask people not to go have conversations with the planning board members, with the zoning board members, right. because um, listen, that, that 
there can be the, the even the impression of some kind of nepotism or hey it was my cousin that's on a planning board and I had this conversation and you know those are the kinds of things that can blow up a court case mm-hmm. against right. against us down the road so we're actively saying listen planning board members zoning board members those folks are only legally allowed to have an opinion when there is a project that's actually been presented to them those opinions and questions have to be asked in public hearings or in closed session meetings that we as the public won't have access to. And so we, while we can't stop what happens at somebody's family reunion or summertime picnic or what have you, um, you know, we're actively asking people not to go, like, don't go throw eggs at the planning board <laughs> members' houses. Don't go corner the zoning board guy in the, in the ACME and give him a piece of your mind. And don't throw uh, eggs so. at Wayne's house either. That's right. That's right. So... Um, <laughs> So, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're actively asking people not to have those conversations. Right, right. Um, and, and, and you can't stop all of them. Um, but that that's undermining to due process here. And it's not fair to those people yep. um, because they could they could literally be named personally in these lawsuits down the road. And we don't want to we don't want to be a detriment. We don't want to be harmful in those lawsuits. That's right. So so, so any viewers that are watching that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in a different city, a different town, different right. state yeah. that is having the same problem. Give us a little, uh, you know, run around how, how they can put their own uh, grassroots. Well, I, th- I think that technology does give us such a great opportunity to connect. Um, and I mean, we used Facebook, but, you know, any of the social media platforms and you can, you know, you can do, you can spend just a little bit of money and push that. You can, you can uh, geofence things and say, hey, look, you know, in these zip codes, I want this, I want people to see this. Right. And so you can, and some of the things that we did was uh, we, we did a GoFundMe uh, and raised a, a, I was I was surprised in a, in a good way at how much money we raised to pay for the attorney and fund this, and so right. we were able to get through round one and put a fair amount away for round two, mm-hmm. uh, so we won't need to fundraise for a little bit here. Um, Although if somebody does have the two and a half million sitting around or two point two million sitting around and wants yeah. to buy the property, give away to call, you know, give me, let's <laughs> rock. Um, but uh, you know, so we were we were surprised to the upside to be at how much money we were able to raise pretty quickly through a GoFundMe and and sp- sharing that on Facebook. Um, we put up a Facebook page. Um, we did kind of a just a four page printed. We basically what I did was I went out and I asked on Facebook. I said, all right. I need your best ideas for opposition to this project. Dude, we had we had engineers wow. coming to us with here's the letter of the law, here's the state statute, here's why you can't do this, here's here's another something else, something else, something else, something else. And and we filled up like four pages single spaced wow. of reasons this thing is a bad idea. This project is a bad idea. So then we just printed it out and then we looked at our, and, and we had again, grassroots, we had over a dozen people hand those hand about 1600 flyers out to uh, 1600 homes in the area. And we basically went, you know, from the Salem County line, Salem County, Gloucester County line down towards, you know, towards South of Woodstown uh, and all of the impacted area here um, and handed out flyers by hand to over 1600 houses. So at what point do you say, okay, we give up and we can't do this fight anymore? Is there a point where it breaks? We ain't there yet, man. I, I don't see as long as the, listen, if, if this isn't the will of the people, then we keep fighting. 
right? Yeah. So if you've got, if we got two or three hundred people showing up in opposition to this thing, our voice needs to be heard louder than some out of town guy who's looking for a lottery ticket. Right. All right. Because he ain't going to be here for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Our families are, we're raising our children here. We're running businesses here, right? We are this community. And so our voices need to be heard. Um, and short of, you know, get, and I don't know how, how high in the court system, this stuff goes and, you know, that kind of stuff. But we'll take it as far as we need to to stop this kind of nonsense. So, and I'm you know. sure some people watching are going to be like, "Why don't you just move out? Why don't you just get out of the neighborhood, go yeah. find some other home, and right. let the developers, you know, develop it?" What do you say to that? Well, that's a very Phil Murphy thing to say. So, <laughs> you know, when, when uh, you know, if, if taxes aren't your number one priority, maybe New Jersey's not the state for you. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So, but you know, democracy is the people and it's the people who are here and when democracy and capitalism are prioritizing some out-of-town developers lottery ticket and profit against the will of hundreds of residents um, who actually live and operate in this community run the businesses coach the little league teams attend the churches you know when there's a problem right right and and you you have to re you know when there's when there's as clear a master plan in place as there is here, and there's as clear a development plan for these parcels as there is here, um, and somebody from out of town comes in and says, yeah, I don't care, I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna shove this down your throat, right? And if you don't if you don't take it down the throat, feel free to bend over, I'll find another way in. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of how we feel at this point that this guy, you know, is, you know, he, he came down and tried to shove it down our throat. Mm -hmm. They had to withdraw it. He withdrew his, his, his plan. Mm -hmm. And now he's kind of coming back and saying, well, you're not going to stop me this time. Oh, well, you know, forget my French, but we're not bending over. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's have that fight. Right. Right. You know, now I heard New Jersey is putting together a law that's saying that you can only build warehouses in that zone. Now, is that passed yeah. or what's – give us a little update. So on I'm a little unclear on – I don't think the law itself is passed. I okay. think that there are some some recommendations coming out of uh, state um, state boards or state uh, organizations. Right. Um, I don't think it's the, a law that's passed. I think there is a lot of support for it to become law. Right, right. Um, but as with anything – and the challenge is – I mean – we, I, I talked about the donut develop, you know, communities in, in yep. South Jersey. The reason those communities, the reason Woolwich and Swedesboro are two different communities is because Woolwich was the farmers and Swedesboro was the bankers. And right, and 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 you you ended up with the town developing a different set of rules than the rural community. And we have a number of those. Woodstown and Pilesgrove is the same thing, right? Woodstown's a small small town inside of Pilesgrove. Pensgrove and Carney's Point is the same thing. I mean, so you see those donuts all over uh, rural New Jersey communities, and I think that uh, you know it. There does need to be um, a some kind of a separation between what gets done, let's say, in Newark or Hoboken, right, and what gets done in Gloucester County or Salem County, right? I mean, it's it's and and that goes to there needs to be some sense. And sensibility to our laws, then we won't get overly political. But you know, I mean, gun laws. You know, 
I mean, maybe there does need to be real strict gun restrictions when you're in an inner city, when you're, everybody's living on top of each other. Versus being out in the country. Right. I got farmer friends who get 50-pound coyotes trying to, you know, trying to kill their chickens. You're right, right. You know, I mean, like, like those guys need to have the right to have a gun with more than three bullets. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and take care of the, the varmints, as it were. Um, so I, think, I do think that I don't know that there's a one-size-fits-all answer to this. I do think we need sense and sensibility, but some guidance in the form of a law from the state to say, you know, to, to give some, some, some backing to some of these local communities to kind of firm up their spine and know the state's yep. going to have their back so that they can say, Hey, listen, it's not consistent with our master plan. The answer is no. Um, and to not, not have as much fear of, well, if we say no, we're going to go into tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of litigation costs. Maybe we should have just said yes. What does the community think? And we want to make make sure that there's absolutely no ambiguity about where the community stands. Right, right. So we want you know we want to be able to stand arm in arm together in front of the planning board, in front of the zoning board, and say our position is stick with the master plan. And as far as it comes to dropping a couple million square feet out in the middle of a farmer field, our position is hell no. No, yeah, exactly. So, all right, and get, all right. so give us our Facebook. Where can they find you? Where can they get some signs yep. and support? Yeah, so um, so Facebook, uh, you're just gonna uh, type in Auburn, stop Auburn Road Warehouses, um, and uh, that should get you to the Facebook page. Okay, um, I'm putting stuff up. We're, we're putting stuff up on there periodically at this stage. Quick update, a couple of weeks ago, and that kind of thing. Um, we, uh, we don't have the GoFundMe active right now, um, because we're, we're kind of in this quiet period. Right. Um, if you want to donate, you know, give me, you know, hit me up on Facebook. We'll have that conversation. Um, you can get signs at my house. I live at 34 Waterview Drive. It's hopefully not an egg target, um, <laughs> but uh, we call it, we affectionately call it the red roof end. So okay. it's it's the, the, the we've got a, a red roof uh, trim on the front. So that's and there's there's signs out front of the garage now, just swinging in the, in the driveway and 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 grab you know however many you need. Got so it. got uh, it. All right. All Anything right. else you want to add? You want to tell the viewers or. No, I, I'm grateful for grateful for you, the viewers. Grateful for uh, the opportunity to share a little bit about this. Um, we we think that there's a good case to say no here. Um, and again, our, we're very pro um, development, and I'm I'm excited about what the development of 322, the development of Route 40. Um, I mean, I, one of my businesses has a bunch of fran franchise titles uh, that we, we control. And I have been driving the Route 40 corridor and the Re Route 322 corridor with my partners saying, hey, look, with all this stuff going in, what can we put where? And so, you know, I, I love the development, you know, we're, we're, and that's given us an opportunity to branch out. A lot of our stuff is down the shore. We're right. doing some stuff in Delaware. Um, but I, I'd love to have some stuff in uh, Gloucester and Salem County, uh, Salem counties. And we're excited about what this, what this development stuff means for the future of our community. Um, I think that the, the, the global economy, economy is finally leaning in favor of these forgotten areas of Southern New Jersey. So, right, right. Um, and we're excited about that. Uh, we're hopeful that it helps with the tax base uh, and, and, and uh, lowering or at least slowing the growth of, of property taxes in our communities. Um, but at the end of the day, it's got to be smart and it's got to be consistent with the master plan uh, that smarter people than us put together. Yep. And on a side note, I have no idea how all this development is going to affect the schools because we have no more room right right to fit all these students in i mean we right. have 
thousands of people moving yeah. in and they're still developing these homes. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. it's it's gonna be a kind of a question build, mark. Build there. more. Build more schools, yeah. build more homes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I and I and I do it's an interesting thought because I mean you do schools are institutions and institutions need great leaders. And so, you know, I th- I do think the quality of schools is going to continue to rise and fall on the on the quality of the teachers, the quality of the leadership. Right, right. And so, um, you know, we, we, our, our our prayers and best thoughts are with the teachers who are going back into the classroom here in the next couple of weeks, and um, we think that's. You know, it's another great year of, of growth and development for our kids. And, and uh, you know, and South Jersey has great schools. Um, they do. And Excellent schools. It's, I mean, that's it's part of, you know, they go all the way back to where we started here. You know, uh, Swedesboro Woolwich has grown so fast because Swedesboro Woolwich has provided great school districts for families. Geographically, you can be in Philly in 25 minutes. You can be in Delaware in 20 minutes. You can be in Camden or Trenton in in, in 40 minutes. You know, I mean, it's a great location to be able to... And half the Eagles players live here. That's right. (laughs) That's that's right. So... um, yeah, which 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 is a little yeah, you know, it makes you scratch your head a little bit because but uh, you know just because of property taxes, but yeah, you know, right. We're All happy right. to have them. Well, Wayne, we, we appreciate you coming. We appreciate yep. you talking to us and uh, explaining all this to us. And uh, I'm sure the viewers are going to have comments uh, about what we talked about. Some here. good and some bad, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. So. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks, Vino. Yeah, we appreciate you.